0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
1: Hello, listeners, and welcome to Dr. Ann's Relationship Radio. This is your relationship mentor, and as I've said before, I believe that almost every problem we have began with a relationship problem. It's true. Make a list of the things in your life that are challenging you now or that have been a challenge for you in the month that's just passing. Are you, are the majority of your problems based in relationship issues, and what are you doing about it? Please feel free to write me with your question. Go to my website at dranshebert.com if you want to submit an issue for feedback. And remember, when you don't know how to solve a problem, ask for help. I also want to remind my listeners that it is almost spring. Can you believe it? I don't know how it could almost be spring, but it is. I know that there are many of you who are making your monthly New Year's goals. And for you who are new to this program, at the beginning of the year I suggested that many New Year's resolutions aren't kept. I put forth the suggestion that perhaps a year-long resolution is just too much for the average person. I know it is for me because I make New Year's resolutions and I rarely keep them by December. So. A group of my listeners are making weekly resolutions at the beginning of each month, and I'm happy to report that the majority of people who have reported to me have expressed real satisfaction with this new way of building self-esteem throughout the year, just by making short and doable resolutions at the start of every month. And I want to share with you that one of my listeners wrote me and let me know how she has created Success for Herself. And I'm going to share with you what Elizabeth from Illinois created. She wrote, Dear Dr. Anne, I'm doing well with creating New Year's resolutions at the beginning of each month. I have added to your idea. I have given each month a name. I am calling this upcoming month Elizabeth Health Month. I have made it an optical appointment this month. And the second week of the month, I'm going to the dentist. And the third week, I'm having a checkup. And the fourth week, I scheduled a mammogram. And last month, I tried something for the new something for the month. And I took a skiing lesson. And I went to water aerobics. And I took my grandson to try out trampolines. And I had a massage at a spa that just opened. And the month before that was my cleaner drawer month. And I feel very accomplished, and I'm having fun making New Year's resolutions every month. Dr. Ann, thank you so much. So I can't support you enough to do that. It's fun. It is a self-esteem building block. So consider it. Making a month that you name, like health month, and then make little resolutions that you accomplish week by week. So thank you, Elizabeth, if you're listening this morning. You are an inspiration. And today, listeners, our guest is another inspiration. And I want to tell you a little bit about her before I introduce her. And her introduction is a little longer than most because Joanne has accomplished so many things in her life. So here goes. First of all, our guest is 83 years old. And she is an absolute dynamo with an exceptional story. She is my role model for when I hit my 80s. From age 11, Joanne spent much of World War II in Sicily, and it was there that she experienced war trauma when she and her friend were playing in a field and she saw her childhood companion's leg get blown apart by an undetected landmine. So... If that wasn't enough, the traumas continued. As with all wars, the victims also suffered from lack of food and lack of daily necessities, and our guest was no exception. However, there was a blessing that came out of such a dire situation. Our guests happened to live in a village that was full of resourceful people. In the evenings, they gathered to sing and dance while strumming their instruments. It was this influence that led our guest to create her music career, and this career, as one of the coquettes, put her on Ed Sullivan's show with her group's hit record, The Music Goes Round and Round. So I'm going to take a breath because I'm a little starstruck. From there, our guest appeared on American Bandstand, the Joey Bishop Show, and um, the Harry and Tonto Movie for which Art Carney received an Academy Award. Joanne and her group were star acts at Las Vegas Sands Hotel, The Golden Nugget, The Riviera, The Aladdin, Caesars Palace, and performed with Bob Hope, Liberace, Sammy Davis Jr., Brenda Lee, Roy Clark, and that is just hitting the highlights of her star career. But when Joanne decided to move on from singing... She co-founded the Computer Academy, how creative is this, which was a rental business for convention centers and became the owner for J. Stevens Realty and Ideal Investments Incorporated. She's had such a stellar career in many venues that her state senator and Governor Sandoval nominated her to represent Nevada seniors and veterans with the Nevada Silver-Haired Legislative Forum. And last, but not least, Joanne was instrumental in the creation and passing of Nevada's Silver Alert Bill. This bill acts similarly to the Amber Alert, but for older, endangered people in the state of Nevada. After 13 years, Joanne continues to serve passionately for seniors. She is currently working on exposing the abusive guardianship treatment of seniors. And as a personal note, I met Joanne on a cruise years ago, and we have kept in touch. I was immediately drawn to her because of her intelligence, her sense of humor, and her dedication to helping others. Before she joins us, though, I want to give you a taste of her humor. At age 83, Joanne refuses to recognize age limitations, so when her doctor asked her to bend down and touch her toes, she replied, if God wanted me to touch my toes, he would have placed them on my knees. I had to laugh when I heard that. And the thing that, one of the things that drew me specifically to Joanne on this trip that we were both on, and we hadn't known each other before that, was that she is so easy to meet and so personal that it was just instant, this has to be a friend. And um, it's my great honor to introduce you to war survivor, singing star, investment and real estate guru, and legislative leader, Joanne Longiorno. Joanne, welcome to Dr. Ann's Relationship Radio.
2: Wow, after that, I don't know who you're speaking about, but i certainly love to meet that person.
1: <laughs> ah, well, we're all meeting her right now, right <laughs> today. And before oh, we talk well, about... That is legislation that affects seniors. I must admit, as I said before, I'm a little starstruck. So could I ask you a few questions about some of the stars you met? Sure. Oh, yes. good. Okay, I'm sure everybody wants to know, what was Bob Hope like?
2: Wow. Uh, we first met in 1958 in Tripoli, It was North Africa on a military base. Bob was performing one show, and we were doing a separate show. Then later in the 60s in Chicago at the Continental Hotel, where we were performing, I also met Bob. His agent was Charlie Hogan, a wonderful little man, and he was also our agent. And one night, Charlie was in the audience and asked me to join him. Well, when I got to the table... Lo and behold, guess who sat there? Bob Hope. Well, I was starstruck. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was doing some stand-up comedy at that time. And Charlie requested, to, she said, Joanne, tell Bob that joke I love. And I thought, me tell Bob Hope a joke? Oh, my. Well, I did. And from that time on, we became friends. Bob was very nice, took us to dinner. And uh, we would see each other from time to time in passing. Do you, do you remember the joke? <laughs> oh, yes, I do. <laughs>
1: so I don't know if it's appropriate for the radio. I, I won't ask. So I think also that we'd like to know about Jackie Gleason's sidekick, Art Carney. Would you share
2: some of your thoughts and experiences with him? Well, that was a real share. Um We had the afternoon shift at the Union Plaza Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada. And after work, I'd go home and I'd always check my phone messages. And there was a message on my phone that says, please call Century 21. And I thought, Century 21? Uh, They were requesting our appearance in a movie. Well. I, I know that that has to be some practical jokes by you know one of my cohorts. So I ignored it, and because the phone kept ringing, I took my phone. It had a long extension cord, and I put it in the refrigerator and shut the door. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't hear, it, and I'd be able to sleep a bit. Well, yeah. several days after that, the entertainment director at the uh, Union Plaza Hotel approached me. He's ranting. He said, 20th century Fox, trying to reach you. Why don't you answer your phone? <clears throat> well, lo and behold, it was true. But the amazing part about all this, it took us two, three days to keep on um, recording and filming, to just do 30 seconds in a movie. And if you blinked, we were gone. But I kind of did go on to win an Academy of Me Award for his performance with that. And what was he like to work with? Oh, God, very, well, actually, we didn't see much of him because Uh, they, in sections and um, then I guess they splice everything together at a later time. But his cat, when he entered the Union Plaza Hotel, he walked up to the bar and he sat his cat on a bar stool and he sat next to the cat. (laughs) <laughs> and when we started to play, the cat jumped off the stool, and I said, "Oh, I hope this cat doesn't doesn't cause us to lose this film." But they they finally figured out a way to do it so it wouldn't disturb the cat. Uh, we would play, and then we'd mine, so the cat was not uh, affected by that, and we got to stay. <laughs> that is so cool, and um, we're coming up on a hard break. So just briefly. What was Ed Sullivan like? Oh, Ed Sullivan was very nice to us. Of course, I don't think we really realized what was happening. We were just out of high school, but still in our teens, when uh, we recorded a song called The Music Goes Round and Round, and Ray Conniff did the arranging and orchestration for that. And... Mitch said to us, how would you like Ray Conniff to do your arrangement? And I said, oh, I guess that's okay. <laughs> I that's cool. at that, I didn't really realize who Ray Conniff was or Mitch Miller. You know, we started out as a polka band. And, so, uh, so, Joanne,
1: I'm going to yes. have to put us on hold for a minute because we have to break, but we're going to come back, listeners, and talk to Joanne about what Ed Sullivan was like, and then we're going to talk about what's going on with seniors in Nevada. We will be back in a few minutes.
3: And I'm going to take advantage of uh, this opportunity. And, uh, Joanne, I, I hope you'll appreciate what I'm going to say in that we have a, a show. In fact, as far as I know, we're the only radio station in the country that does a weekly show called Se- Safe Seniors, and it's all about senior abuse. We have uh, Mr. Joe Vaga- um that is the host of the show, and Joe is a former federal agent, and uh, he has brought in incredible people talking about uh, uh, the seniors and how... And I I can talk about it because I are one and how we are taken advantage of from STEM to Stern. And uh, our people are always, from contractors to the IRS scams, telephone scams, grandmother-grandfather scams... And uh, like I said, we're the only radio station in the country, and uh, Joe's show is on every Monday at 10 a.m., and we encourage everybody to listen. We will bring you up-to-date not only on the latest Georgia scams but national scams so seniors can be aware of them. and, And it's very unfortunate, but most of the scams are family members that are taking advantage of the elderly. And th- this is a shame. We find. But we're going to... Is that again,
2: uh, Joanne? We find that 85% of the abuse is coming from family members.
3: Oh, yeah. And it's everything from grandkids up to kids and uh, back and forth. With that being said, too, we uh, we also have a sponsor named Tornado Body Dryer. And I found this because I wanted a body dryer in my shower. And I thought, well, I'm going to have to make one. I'm sure there's nothing like that on the market, but come to find out, there is. And it's called Tornado Body Dryer. And uh, talking about bending over to touch your toes, well, if you have problems, and uh, at my age... um, beginning to have some problems but uh, I just wanted it and so I'm putting it in my shower it goes in your shower and uh it will dry you from head to toe in approximately three minutes. And you don't have to worry about a towel. You don't have to worry about wet feet when you get out of the shower. And you don't have to worry about mold and mildew, which is a problem over here. I, I can't address California, but it is over here in the shower because it mm-hmm. dries your shower as it's drying you. It's also great for the person that is wheelchair-bound but has a wheelchair accessible shower they can uh, go into the shower take their shower and the beautiful thing about the tornado body dryer is it not only dries the person in the wheelchair but it also dries the wheelchair which i didn't i never thought about this but uh first talk i gave on it uh, a gentleman came up to me and said we we replaced my brother's wheelchairs so many times because they rusted out we couldn't get them dry and uh this unit the tornado body dryer dries the body dries the wheelchair and puts a smile on everybody's face so with that being said i'm going to turn back to i'm going to start the music and go back to ann and relationship radio right after this
1: thanks david
3: Okay, and fading music, and coming to you in three, two, one, and a.
1: Welcome back, listeners, to Dr. Anne's Relationship Radio. We were we are with my fabulous eighty-three-year-old guest Joanne Mongiano. and I'm so pleased to welcome you back, Joanne. And we were in the middle of talking a little bit about Ed Sullivan, just briefly, because I want to get to the important matters that you had to share with us. So what was Ed Sullivan like besides nice?
2: It was very nice. Of course it was exhilarating for us, you know, just being out of high school. And then from the Sullivan Show we went on to American Bandstand and from there I think you know most of what happened.
1: Yes, well, I could go on asking you a gazillion questions about all the stars, but I'm going to resist that because today we are here to talk about seniors, as David had mentioned. Let's start at the beginning. How did you happen to get interested in the subject of seniors?
2: That was a result of our Senator Joyce Woodhouse, because prior to that I was not in the political arena. I had always had passion for other people and some of their plight. George, excuse me, but uh, Senator Woodhouse, there was a knock on my door and I answered the door and there stood Senator Joyce Woodhouse along with her husband and said that she would like to nominate me for this legislative forum and um, she explained that I needed to be a resident in Nevada for five years and have three years as a registered voter in her senatorial district of which i was and of course 60 years of age well i really relished the first two but the 60 years of age uh, i said oh i guess it's okay (laughs) and my friend was standing here when joyce asked if she could nominate me and i said yes of course and then after joyce left she said to me you know what you've done and i said no but i'm going to reach out for help And 13 months later, here I am, still on the forum, and now treasurer. Ah, Well, I am treasuring that you're
1: on it and that you can come and give us some important information. Exactly
2: what is the Nevada Delegation of the National Silver-Haired Congress? Well, it's a deep forum, actually. It's the Nevada Silver-Haired Legislative Forum. It was created in 1997 by our state legislators, mainly for the pers- uh, purpose of identifying and making recommendations on issues which are of great importance, importance to our aging persons. Um, the forum holds meetings and we submit reports containing recommendations for legislative action through the legislative committee and along with our government, we are also capable of drafting bills just on the issue that we feel dominate the senior uh, events or issues. Mm-hmm. And do you know if states other than the Nevada have something similar? I do believe they do. There are many states that have that. And of course, I'm... Don't know what is involved exactly, or what their agendas are, their requirements. Maybe I don't know that.
3: Uh, and if I okay, can well, butt in, as I do on occasion, uh, Georgia is one of them, as a matter of fact, and uh, uh, Joe Gavialis that I mentioned earlier is uh, is part of it, and they do write legislation. In fact, they uh, they have written some very. Uh, how can I say it, powerful legislation, and they, they have put teeth into the legislation um, in many areas uh, that if uh, an elder or elderly is abused, will they have a place to go. So I, I will stand up for Georgia and Texas, too, uh, has it, but I'm not sure of other states.
2: Yes, we're, we're trying to uh, initiate Stronger penalties, you know, what we're going to speak about on the guardianship is one thing that I'm very involved with. I'm passionate about that. I think stronger legislation is needed, and not because these people that do abuse our seniors, open up under one corporate name, then close, and then open up under another corporate name. I feel that they should be held accountable on the individual level. But... We're, we're going to keep on going with that.
1: Well, as many of you know, um, I'm a clinical psychologist in California. I'm also a mandated reporter, and I have made many, many reports about elder abuse. I'm always looking for it, and as the population ages, it seems like more and more abuse takes place. I also work in the emergency department, as my listeners know, and I often see and screen for elder abuse. So it's a really important topic. And on that note, Joanne, I wanna ask you about a very complicated case that Mm. reading about it sent shivers up and down my spine. And I believe Mm. there was a huge court case in Nevada about April Parks who was a proprietor of a company called a private professional guardian. And as I said, I know this case is very complex, but could you give us an outline or a flavor of this
2: case? Yes. um, You know, when I hear that name, I I can only think of one thing. This is one grotesque woman. What you did to seniors and, and exploiting them is just beyond any comprehension that I've had. April Parks had a private business a guardianship business along with maybe three other workers in her office. And what she did, she exploited people as they were appointed to her by the courts for her protection. Uh, she was indicted. and um, can you believe this, 270 counts. Oh. It was one BS uh, exploitation, you know, uh, that collectively. Um, There was 117 counts of perjury, 73 counts of theft, 37 counts of exploitation, and one count of racketeering. And that was over a period, Anne, of between December 2011 to July 2016. What she would do, she would isolate the victims, sometimes over-medicating them, She would double bill them for her services. She'd sell their belongings, including their clothes, their cars, their personal items, you know, even their homes. She actually drained the bank accounts, oftentimes separating spouses, placing husbands in one uh, facility and wives in another where they had no communication whatsoever. She even... (laughs) Boy, this caught me. She even took away the Social Security cards and driver's licensing. What she did, she left these people broke and homeless, broke mentally, not just physically. And they had nowhere to turn, nowhere to go. They had no money to do it with. Uh, What they had was a dismal life. And while this woman walked around, she sported expensive clothing and vehicles. One woman I just, if I may, would like to tell you about. Her name was Phyllis Moskowitz, who was in Parks' clutches. Now, Moskowitz was placed in a group home involuntarily. When she asked for warm clothing, she was given a pair of shoes that didn't even fit. April Parks had the audacity to charge this woman $75 for a pack of cigarettes and $50 an hour for bank deposits. And while she was depositing others, April Parks had many people that were under her guardianship, not just Moskowitz. And if it wasn't for, uh, I want to say, Darcy Spears at the... Review Journal, the Las Vegas Review Journal, Um, we may not have known about this. And another lady, her name was Rana Goodman, who is the political editor of the Vegas Voice. She brought forward to the public awareness of what was going on, and then our uh, legislative forum got involved.
1: So, Joanne, we have to take a break. Listeners, we will be back listening to this professional expert on seniors and what happened in the state of Nevada. Let's hope it doesn't happen to you. We will be back in a couple minutes.
3: Actually, Anne, I'm going to leave uh, your mics on, if you don't mind, and uh, address address the issue of what you all were just talking about. And uh, I didn't know this when uh, we were taking care of my mother, and uh, we we had some issues with assisted living. We had some issues with the next step up and then uh, nursing homes. And uh, we didn't know, and this goes back a number of years, but I want to make everybody aware there is a person in California, in Georgia, in every state called an ombudsman. If, uh, yes. Joanne, I'm sure you're familiar with this. And what I'm going to yes. say, you can look them up and call them and report to them, and they will go out and, uh, you know, if need be, the police will be brought in, and depending on the circumstance, but every state has one, a NOMS and it's a, a a very good place to turn and get help. Also...
1: And in California, we have adult protective services.
3: Right, and, and and with that, that is
1: where I that is where I make my reports. And honestly, they are so good. They go out to the home and interview people. Mm-hmm. They interview the senior person, and then if help is needed, <laughs> they get it
3: and it's and, honest uh, and upfront. I want to go one step further in that. Uh, we have a great, great, and we had him on the on a show the other day. Um, his name is Billy Sullivan. He's the director of insurance fraud. And now mm-hmm. in Georgia, insurance fraud, I mean, if a case even has a little bit of odor, if the person has been taking care of or, or stealing from Medicare, if they've been stealing from the insurance policy, if they've done anything fraudulent, they're looking at 2 to 20 years, and uh, we're, Georgia is becoming very, very cognizant of elderly abuse, as it sounds like. We have a forum, uh, and Joe Gavalis is on it, and it's very similar to what you're talking about. They do legislation, and and uh, just like you've been talking about, Joanne, so I wanted to take the time to uh, mention that, and I'm sure you can expand on that if you'd like, and also, just a brief little word about the Tornado Body Dryer in case uh, you have a family member that uh, is um, in need and, and can't really take care of it. The, these units are great for fire patients. Uh, they're great for just any situation where a person is uncomfortable with the towel now and uh, but wants to stay and, and use their bathroom and their shower and their jacuzzi and whatever. And uh, you can call or you can go online to Tornado Body Dryer and tell them that you heard about them on America's Web Radio or that some guy named David sent you to them, and uh, you'll get a special little discount. So um, that's about what I have to say about the Body Dryer. We're going to take another ad right quick, and we'll be back right after this. And I hope you didn't mind me doing that, Ann. Of course not.
0: Good working relationship between the home buyer and their realtor. Make buying your Oregon Home a fun and rewarding experience. Get our free guide to happy Oregon Home Ownership. Act Now, limited availability. Free at RealorganHomes.com. That's RealoregonHomes.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the America's Broadcast Network.com. Thank you for listening. Cheers.
1: Welcome back, listeners, to Dr. Ann's Relationship Radio. We are here talking about seniors, and Joanne, welcome back. We were talking about the April Parks case and the atrocities that went on, and I was wondering, Joanne, if you could tell us about what happened and the outcome
2: of the case. Yes. You know, she was sentenced from six. 16- to 40 years in a state prison for her crimes. But this is the hard thing to believe. She uttered in the courtroom I did the best I could. I never meant to hurt anyone. Those words stick in my mind. I cannot fathom anybody that does this thing to seniors and could even say anything like that, but that shows what a psychopath this woman must be. Um, I was just any- going to say that. <laughs>
1: Pardon me? I said I was just going to say that, but then I thought, oh, I can't diagnose her. <laughs> but that okay. is just abhorrent. And would you explain to our listeners, actually, how the elderly
2: can lose their rights? Well, if the person, and, and hopefully hopefully that your listeners will become astute in taking care of their future uh, and establish documents, you know, declaring whom they wish to be nominated as their guardian for themselves in the event that they can't do it, that they become helpless, because the courts may deem them a ward of the state. And if that happens, then the courts have the right to come in and nominate a professional guardian. You don't want that. What you do want to do is you want to state, I would like to nominate such and such a person, whether it be a family member, whether it be a husband, a wife, a friend, and feel that they're going to assist you when you need it the most. Because if you don't take those precautions, yes, then something very tragic could happen to you. So get the documents that you need, get them signed, and put them, like in Nevada, we have what is called a lockbox. File them with the state register and place those documents in the lockbox for everyone to know what your wishes are and not have the court step in and appropriate somebody they think would do the job. That's excellent, excellent counsel. And I know you're not a lawyer, but
1: thank you for that (laughs) advice. And how do people become guardians for the elderly?
2: Well, what they do, they get appointed either by the courts. They petition the courts and they get appointed by the courts, that is in the event that they don't have the guardianship forms signed prior. When you do, you're going to eliminate the courts.
1: So everybody listening who is approaching or in a seniorhood now or in a distant future, I think this is important that we do this. Who knows what's going to happen to each of us? and. What I heard somebody call them say this uh, term the sandwich generation.
2: Do you know what that is? I believe that is uh, the caretakers, such as family members, perhaps a friend or a neighbor, who have other jobs, but that periodically would come into your home and they might prepare meals, do a bit of cleaning, or arrange for you to go to a doctor or. Set of set up various appointments. I believe that's what they mean by sandwiching. Okay. And
1: then, Joanne, could you tell us about how courts can order the elderly to be billed for guardian fees? How does that happen?
2: Well, these people are professional. And as you know, if you have a business, you get paid for your services in most cases. And I'm understanding that these guardians get paid for their services. I do not, or do I know, an amount has been established for each service that they render to an individual. But I imagine they have the right. And, for example, April Parks or somebody of that sort would charge $100 to take out the individual's trash and maybe another $100 to put the trash back in, or the trash can once it's emptied, or the 50 year charge for going to the bank. Any service like that, they're able to charge, and it's not any set fee. Well, that's a travesty because people can just make up a bill. Right. Exactly.
1: would you tell us how various companies like the Even Tide Life Transitions can sell off the belongings of the elderly
2: without their permission? Yeah, And I'm not really familiar with the Tide Life Transitions. I'm getting some idea. It.
1: It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I often do that. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. uh, but I imagine that if they've been... An organization or professional guardians that have the court approval that gives them the right as I stated before to sell off any personal belongings to make bank deposits and to act in behalf of persons that cannot act for themselves so therefore they have the right to sell off belongings sell cars sell clothing, sell jewelry. Whatever they come in contact with, they have the right to do. And one other thing I want to emphasize, Ann, that once a guardianship is established, at least in the state of Nevada, that guardianship can override any power of attorney which you may have in your trust or durable powers of attorney for health care. It is... It supersedes anything that you may have in that trust. I, I think that's such important,
1: important information. So do you have to, do you think, and I know you're not a lawyer, do you think that we need to go to a lawyer to establish mm. this, or can we write it out and have it notarized?
2: Well, I, I'm going to advise some of you to go seek legal aid, whether it be legal aid that the state provides for you or a, Legal, uh, an attorney who is competent in that area and have them draft something for you. Now, also, you can do your own. Some states have it where you can go into your state name dot gov and download those forms. They have them. They're available. And I want to mention one other thing. Rana Goodman, who's the political editor here of the Vegas Voice very instrumental in bringing this forward to the public eye. She also has a website that allows Nevadans to go to the website where you can also download that guardianship form that needs to be filled out and then registered with the state. So there oh, is okay. help. You know, I know people that
1: I hang around with don't know about this stuff. I'm just a... Astonished by what I'm hearing, and yes. I think he sent me copies of forms that prevent this outrageous type of step from the elderly, and actually not so elderly, and again, would you remind reviewing them for us just so that we are on track and that our listeners know how to protect themselves? Yes.
2: Um, you know, that, that's been a pet peeve of mine, Anne, is that there is so much help out here, There are many forms, advanced directory registration agreements, advanced directory located, uh, authorization to change, uh, guardianships, on and on. And we have accessibility to them, but unfortunately what happens, we need to become stronger in disseminating the information to our seniors as to what's available to them. And where they can get this, for some reason we've fallen through the cracks. There, people just don't know.
3: You know, well, we have a we I have just a saying cannot that. Uh, thank you
2: enough
1: for knowing. And I think that you uh, sent me something called the request to nominate guardians form. I'm going to repeat that for our listeners: the request to nominate guardians form. Would you briefly explain that to us? Because we're coming up on a hard
2: break in about a minute. Okay. Request to nominate guardian form. Names the individual whom you are nominating as your guardian in the event that you're not able to act on your own behalf. It's a declaration made by you. It should be signed, notarized, registered with the state, stating whom you're requesting as the person you want to take care of you in the event that something should happen and your voice is heard by oh. the, by doing these forms and your desire to have a particular person appointed. Okay, listeners,
1: we are going to come back with um, Joanne, I want to call you doctor, <laughs> Joanne <Bongiano. laughs> And we're going to be hearing some more about this really critical information about how seniors and not-so-seniors can protect themselves after this ad.
3: Well, here I am again, so uh, you'll just have to <laughs> put up with me, and I just want to add one thing, uh, or a couple of things, actually, to what ann has been saying is that, yes, uh, you, get, you can do the guardian, but any guardianship can be canceled. It's not, it, it works both yes. ways. You can appoint one, but you can unappoint them too if you find that there's a problem, problem. and uh, Joe Gavales has a beautiful saying and, and it's very true and everyone should listen to this elderly abuse does not report itself so if you have a family member or a friend or anybody that you know that is elderly and you feel like is being taken advantage of be it over the telephone or be it in person or whatever the situation is call your local police department. They have people that are trained to come and check and if uh, there's a problem then they'll turn it over to the right person or if you want to contact Joe at America's Web Radio no matter where you are we have the contacts to turn it over to the right people. Uh, We're not lawyers, we're not investigators, we're not anything but a radio show with contacts. So if If there's a situation, keep that in mind. Elderly abuse does not report itself. Uh, Would you agree with that, Joanne?
2: Oh, absolutely. Nevada has established, our former governor, uh, Sandoval has established a task force, Mm -hmm. and you can call and register a complaint, and you don't have to be a family member. You can be a neighbor that's had a suspect of something illegal going on.
3: So, with that being said, Anne, I'm not going to start your music. I'm just going to turn it back over to you.
2: Okay. (laughs) Gosh.
3: So, you're on.
1: Oh, we're on. Okay. Well, welcome back, listeners. Thank you, David. And uh, for those of you who don't really know who David Moxley is, he is the producer of this program, and I always invite him in. He rarely does this, Joanne unless he's really interested and, and, and impressed with what's going on. So this is a 20 hand, a 20 hand shakes and applies for you. So I, I also noticed a form that's called Provider Access Application Agreement Form. I'm going to repeat that. Provider Access Application Agreement Form.
2: Would you tell us about this? Uh, yes, that form name has been changed. It's now called um, Authorization in Entity Access Agreement, something to that effect. What it is, if a health care provider needs access to your health care documents, they must fill out this form. And once it's approved for that information, it will enable your doctor or your caretaker to your medical information, which is you know, you should get in an accident. That's, you know, very essential that they have that information. That's what that is, Ann.
1: Okay. And then I'm going through these forms, but I think it's really important for our listeners. Then you sent me a form called Authorization to Change Form. And you might have mentioned this before that you can retract a guardianship. But would you, once again, explain that to our
2: listeners? Yeah, that, that's in the event that you have made changes to your advanced directive form. Uh, then it's necessary to immediately move, notify your lockbox file. We're I not see. meant to verify the state lockbox file. Nevada sorry. has... Pro- Go ahead. I'm sorry. I No, I'm just commenting. I'm flowing with you.
1: I went, okay. Go, keep, keep going because this is important information.
2: Nevada has a lockbox file, that's where you can register all these forms. And it's it's there for, as I said, your caregivers, should you be uh, involved in an accident where the paramedics can get a hold of that information. And it ensures your voice is heard when end-of-life, we hate to say that, but end-of-life decisions arise. And... These people are immediate to uh, contact your care providers with that information. Should you change, perhaps, let's say you are an organ donor and I'm going to donate my heart. Well, maybe I might even change my mind. I want to donate my heart, but I would also love to donate my kidney. So this change, authorization change forms are there for that purpose.
1: Okay, so
2: listeners, get all of
1: these forms, and I wanted to ask you on that note, Joanne, do you have any idea how our listeners in other states might be able to look into seeing if their states offer similar forms?
2: Well, I advise them to go on the Internet or or talk to their attorneys, you know, attend seminars. Oftentimes, attorneys will... Put on seminars and invite you. Go to them. Go to more than one. Learn everything that you can. It's your life. And it it also involves the people that take care of you, that care about you. Make it easy for them if you care about them. Go to the Internet, as I said. Find out as much information, libraries even. Do everything that you can to find out what you can do to enlist help and to make your life a bit more comfortable as you grow older. Well, oh, April it, Parks is very scary.
1: So this is about protecting ourselves from this kind of thing, right?
2: Well, yes. And we had a an attorney here who pleaded guilty to confiscating over sixteen million dollars from senior senior Ooh. abuse. Yeah, yeah. so it's hard
1: to know who to trust. It's rampant. Yes, oh my gosh. And I think you've answered my next question, but in Nevada, you go to Nevada.gov to get these forms. Is that right? That's
2: correct. Okay, and uh,
1: these these need to be
2: notarized, right? Well, I'm not sure. As I said, I'm not an attorney. I know that... uh, I've always notarized any documents that I have because, you know, today with the technology that we have in printing things, there, it, it avoids any discrepancies in the future because it is notarized. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I would feel it's your best thing to do. I would too. I, would, I totally agree. So
1: on another note, what's your best advice for seniors and their adult children? How many families uh, have that you know of know about this, and how can families prevent this type of April Parks horrible thing or that attorney, how can they prevent those types of things from
2: happening to them? Well, but this, I, I suppose they have to really reach out and try to educate themselves. You know, um, read articles if possible. Again, ask a competent attorney. Go to PBS often puts on seminars for this purpose in trying to help our seniors have a will or a trust done. And most of all, I want to say this to everyone out there listening. Please, please never think that this can't happen to me because most certainly it can.
1: mm mm-hmm. That's really great advice, and I've read that in the past the nursing homes in Nevada were cited for abuse, neglect, and mistreated, mistreatment of their residents, and I'm wondering in general how are Nevada's nursing homes doing now?
2: Well, every state has their problem with abuse, especially uh, when it comes to money. And Nevada has tried to monitor this type of treatment with, caregiving training, and they conduct investigations, uh, they impose sanctions, they report abuses to a task force that was created by our former governor, Sandoval. Um, you know, I'm going to suggest that if you are considering a, a facility to place a loved one in or a nursing home, that you yourself... Go into that home and investigate. Ask them, how many staff members do you employ? How many staff members do you employ during the evening? I understood that some of them only had two employees for 200 people at night. Ask the pertinent questions. And I'll tell you one thing. That I've known, and I don't mean to be crude here, but you can walk into a facility like that, and if the odor is outstanding, walk out.
1: Yes. Oh my gosh! I, I, my grandmother was in one of these homes, and thankfully she was in a good one. But they, they're really difficult to visit, and I know it could be something that those of us who are don't think we're quite ready for that will put off like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow, or I'll do it next month, or I'll do it sometime, and I'm going to underscore what you said. Joanne, go out and look at the facilities
2: and do it now. Yes, and what would you a- Sorry, Anne, But if you walk into a facility, for example, and I've done this, where I see their patients, the television is on, and they look like they're comatose, and there's no sound coming from the television. Boy, that's a red flag with me.
1: Yes. Oh, it would be a red flag for anybody. But so many of us just look in and see if the facility's clean and we don't see what the seniors are doing. Absolutely. I've had that. Yeah. So please tell us a few tips for seniors
2: that will help them protect themselves and their heirs. There again, I think that you have to have the proper documents in place, like a will Mm -hmm. or a trust. And knowing who your beneficiaries may be, and um, seek legal advice. And if you don't have, if you don't have the financial funds to do so, then go to legal aid. I believe every state has it. We have it here. Uh, Barbara Buckley is in charge of our legal aid community, and she's extremely helpful. She went to uh, Washington D.C. in our behalf for, for senior abuse to try to get someone stimulated to act legislatively to protect our seniors more than they have right now. So I would do things like that. Get yourself involved. Get involved in, you know, in this this
1: hurry-scurry world. So many of us think, oh, I can't. But I think it's such great advice. And off-topic, We can't (laughs) say goodbye until I ask you, how's the real estate market in Nevada? Because I understand
2: you are a real estate guru on top of everything else you do. Mm, My, my, I love, I love the Californians. You know, they're getting top dollar in Silicon Valley for their homes. And they're coming to Nevada and find that it's only the third of the cost of a home for a beautiful home here. And that helps our economy, and it helps our taxes. Our taxes are lower, and that allows people more cash to spend and, of course, more money for our slot machines. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joanne, so unfortunately our
1: time is up with our listeners, and I want to thank you so very much for being an informative guest, the extraordinaire. And if people want to contact you, do they have any way to do that?
2: Yes, I would. I would like to. If I can help them, I would try to. I would give you my email address, and if okay. you have a paper pencil so there, it's J as in Joy, O, A, N as in Nancy, N as in Nancy, B as in Boy, O N as in Nancy, at Cox, Cox dot net. And Anne, I want to thank you so much for having me and and also I want to say I enjoyed your books let's make a contract and I read your <laughs> I read your book watch review congratulations I'm so proud of you
1: ah Joanne thank you for being a guest I hope to have you back again and until next week listeners remember only you can create your world the way you want it to be until next week